Can you handle and maybe even appreciate simplicity? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We are up to the Torah portion of Akev, Parsha, in which there's a lot of focus on the blessings provided to us in the land of Israel. Eretz Chitos, Ora, Tena, Gefen, Rimon, Eretz Zeshemun, Devash, the verses that describe the seven special produce elements of the land of Israel, the grains and the fruits of the land of Israel. And the text then says, Eretz, it's a land or an earth, the word earth coming from Eretz, Eretz ashelob miskenus tochal balacha, that not in a state of miskenut, not in a state of difficulty, not in a state of poverty, will you be eating bread. That is generally understood to mean you won't be poor. You'll have a lot more than bread. You will have the fruits described in the previous verse. You'll have meat and fish and all types of other foods to have a more, much more elaborate meal. You'll be eating feasts with great delicacies and you won't be limited to lechem, to bread alone. Some add another nuance that that sometimes even if one is blessed with a broad array of food, one has the wherewithal to have delicacies at his or her table, there can sometimes be a tendency to restrict what I'm eating because I'm really worried about the future. I'm not going to spend the money now out of my concern for the future. And the text is describing you won't have that fear. You'll have blessing, and you will have blessing to know that there's further blessing to come. Related to that as well, there can be a tendency to limit what I eat because this is so out of sync with what others have available, and you're told again, no, there'll be no miskenut when you're eating your broad array of food. This will be common, this will be standard, and you'll be able to eat very comfortably without worrying that you are rubbing anybody wrong or look like you are one-upping somebody, as this will be the norm of your society. But I heard a phenomenal idea several years ago, actually quite a few years ago, I was in the land of Israel, and a rabbi was speaking and made reference to this verse. He was talking to an Anglo community, a lot of American and British families within his community, and he was reminding them that the blessing of being in the land of Israel is not to be living in Israel as if you are still in L.A. or uh, West Side of Manhattan or the uh, uh, you know, more posh neighborhoods of the various communities of the exile, but to be living here and that even if you find yourself eating lechem, even if you find yourself having more basic meals than you had back home, even if you find yourself in smaller quarters than you had back home, even if you find yourself driving a smaller or an older vehicle than you had back home, to not be bemiskinut, to not feel impoverished, to appreciate what you have. And the blessing is that even if, in fact, you don't have everything you left behind, that you feel so special being in the land of Israel. You feel such appreciation for the capacity to be living in that land that you don't feel deprived. The Eretz, the land, that you never feel that you're a miskain. You never feel that you're being pitied. You're never feeling down over your plight, even if you're simply eating lechem. I 
recall a few years ago, I was talking to somebody that runs programs in Israel, summer programs for teens. And those are familiar with the situation here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where uh, our teens are blessed with funding towards summer programming through the Jewish Foundation of Cincinnati. It's very common that after 10th grade, Jewish teens in Cincinnati spend their summer in Israel. And invariably, who are on the programs that they're going to that cost five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars for uh, several weeks stint in Israel? Invariably, it is the wealthy New York kids, the wealthy Los Angeles kids, and Cincinnati kids. For Cincinnati, it's regardless of financial capacity because they're given this phenomenal grant. And somebody who runs one of these programs who's describing his demographic, his demographic, where it was, you know, two thirds or three quarters of the kids were upper, upper middle class and, uh, and higher strata families and Cincinnati kids. And soon after arrival on one of these trips in Israel, he was starting to give them the breakdown of what's happening over the next few days. And, you know, this will be our base and we're going to go on day one and two to a trip up north and day three and four are going to spend uh, in another venue further south. And some of the kids' attitude was, oh, we need to be slipping in a bus for three hours. Oh, man. Like, you know, I, I was in the north when I came here with my parents when I was in sixth grade and back when I came from my bar mitzvah. The Cincinnati kids, their attitude was, Wow. We even get to go on trips. Cool enough that we got to come to Israel. That's so special. There's even more than that. It was a sense of appreciation of the being in Israel for its own value. Everything else was icing on the cake. Our attitude. We should be comfortable at times having things be more basic and yet feeling full. Feeling fully appreciative and feeling the blessing that is provided even in those more basic elements. Should comment on a related note, I'm forgetting now if this is Nachmanides or Rabbeinu Bechaye who adds that the land of Israel has the capacity when we're in a state of blessing to provide everything that is provided outside the land of Israel. And it's stunning today if you think about the array of products that are produced in the land of Israel. Israel has the broadest array of climates topography, it's like a microcosm of the entire world, and whether it's the cotton, the grapes, the pomegranates, the, the, the cheese products from the animals that are grown there and are eating the produce of the land, broad array of vegetables and flowers that are exported around the world, the land of Israel has the capacity to provide us with everything. We have to be spiritually in tune to warrant the blessings that provide that. But Back to our primary message, even when each of us personally aren't the recipients of all of that, and if our tables are more limited, to be able to be appreciated nonetheless. And even for those of us who are not blessed to be living in the land of Israel, but to recognize that there's great blessing in being content in what we have and not constantly viewing ourselves with that glass half full approach, half empty approach, but rather appreciating the half full and that we have the blessings that we do have. When we do so, we live so much more comfortably. We eliminate so much stress simply by being happy with what we have, being capable of appreciating the simplicity that comes with having less at any given time in any moment, 
has its own value and helps us avoid clash and tension with other people and any type of aggressive behavior of having to outdo somebody else in terms of having to outposition ourselves either in a work environment or in a social environment because that contentment breeds internal comfort and protects against external displays of discomfort and tension and stress. If we can do that, we'll be happier people, we'll be more joyous people, we'll be able to express gratitude to Hashem of an infinite value in itself, and certainly be the type of people who will be far more likely to achieve our tasks.